Welcome to today's episode of Between Means and Deans. My name is Nina, and I'm joined by my best friend, partner, and baby daddy, Dayon. And together, we're a couple of 20-something-year-olds just trying to navigate this whole first-time parenting thing. So we're laying it all out there and talking about all the things you wish your parents told you about love, sex, and happiness. So somebody actually DM'd us recently asking us to talk all about success. And particularly, I believe she wanted to know whether or not we consider ourselves successful, at what point do you consider yourself successful? And this got me thinking a lot about, I guess, imposter just what, syndrome. Yeah, imposter syndrome, yeah. which is a really big part of it. But I guess just what success means to me, and it's changed so much over the years and even the course of um, what I do. So I guess for anybody that's kind of unfamiliar with what we do, um, I've been doing content creation, I guess is what I'll call it or you could call it like influencing, being an influencer. I've been doing that for about four years now, um, three of those years full-time. And I would say that I consider myself to be successful, but that measure has always changed. And so like in the very beginning, I felt like if I have 10,000 followers, I have 50K subscribers, it was all numbers-based. If I made $1,000 in a campaign, then that's when I would consider myself to be like a real influencer. Like mm -hmm. I would actually be successful. And then once the thing is like why that doesn't work is because once you hit that mark, then it's like, okay, but I don't feel the way that I thought success would make me feel. I'm not happy still. I'm not, you know, I'm not able to do it full time. I'm not like, I feel like when a new goal gets set. I exactly. Guess, yeah. yeah. It's like I had all these measures of what I thought success was, but I didn't realize that what I was really doing is like what I want is a stable job that's going to help me pay my bills. I want a job that's going to allow me to quit my other jobs. Like mm -hmm. that measure of success changes depending on what your actual goals are. And so when it's numbers based, I had to, I had to learn this really early on that any numbers based type goal is not going to be a great measure of success because at first I tried to fixate on, you know, like, yeah, your social numbers. But then I was like, okay, I'll fixate on, you know, let's make like $50,000 and like, what I was really trying to get like get from success is happiness, is freedom. And that may or may not come with making a certain amount of money or having a certain number of followers. I can almost guarantee you it's not going to happen with a certain so number of followers. So you won't feel like success until you can just be retired and everything is like... Yeah, that's what, that's what my goal is now. <laughs> my goal is now that um, I will... I mean, that's the thing is that I do consider myself successful now. Just one big all-inclusive vacation. Yeah, that would be like ultra successful that would be like my creme de la creme like what i'm working towards is to i believe it's called fire i like saw that on instagram but it's an acronym for financially independent uh retire retire early or something like that mm -hmm. and that is my goal right now because i feel like i'm making great money and i do consider myself to be successful sometimes i forget it but um what I want to do is retire early as soon as possible, basically. Um, but obviously that's a lot of work to get there. So I'm laying the foundation now, but I guess, um, you feel like success is just in your own head. Like, cause it's different yeah. for each person. Yeah. I think that's the thing. That's like why someone's like, version of success might be owning a yacht and mm -hmm. like traveling the world. Whereas like, that's not even in our 
in our views. Like, yeah, I mean, I would love to, but that's not a priority. But that's not how me. you me- that's not how you measure success. Yeah, right? that, I think that's the thing is that for everybody, it's gonna be different. So for me, starting out in this type of industry, it was numbers. Mm-hmm. It was if I can get enough subscribers, that means I will be a successful YouTuber, and that wasn't true. And I think yeah. like over the years, I've had to learn what does success mean to me as an individual mm-hmm. um and that's not just like about your work because i think i had so much focus and i think we all tend to have so much focus on our careers and if you're not being productive then you're not worthy as a person and i really had to work through a lot of that and so it's changed i won't take you through like the whole four-year journey of like how it's how it's shifted but for now what i consider to be success is i mean i'm financially independent I have employees. <laughs> yeah. um, I am able to fully provide for myself, for my family. I love what I do, although that is not, I would argue that that's not a measure of success. I don't know. I, I go back and forth on it. We can talk about that more. Um, but I do I do love what I do. And um, that's just for general happiness, I guess. Yeah. and I And I generally am like, a very happy person like I like the life that I've built for myself so mm-hmm. I would consider myself to be successful but I don't always feel that way and I think that that's just because you get wrapped up in kind of the day-to-day that you forget to celebrate your successes and I feel like so for example I know a lot of people have seen like the photos of me in Sephora and like that's huge you know to be doing a campaign with Sephora where I literally worked as a cashier fresh out of high school at Sephora and I would look at all the girls on you know like the little photos like (laughs) all over the store and I would be like holy crap like how do I become one of those people like even though they're not celebrities I was like they're just they're in a store like that's crazy Mm -hmm. and then that became me and like I was behind like all the cashiers and it was like this huge blown up photo of me and I think that because it took so much hard work to get to that place that when it actually happened it's not like I'm going from the girl that's working at Sephora to all of a sudden I'm in Sephora there were so many steps between there yeah there were so many steps between it that like it it almost made me forget like you worked so hard for this that like this is incredible like take a moment to stop and like celebrate yourself and so even though I knew it was a big deal and I was so excited about it I didn't realize like that was my dream like at one point like I could never even imagine a reality in which I would be in a store. Mm-hmm. Like, that was crazy. So, like, I feel like because of, like, the day-to-day and just because of how much you're kind of in the trenches, like, it's very easy to forget what your measure of success was because it does take so much work to get there. And I feel like that's kind of the same, like, if we think about, like, music artists, you know? Like, there's so many artists where you're like, well, they just popped up out of nowhere. Like, how do, how do people just pop up out of nowhere you know like how are you just making music in your basement and then all of a sudden and for some people they do which is incredible like that's but for the most part they're definitely putting in hours exactly yeah and doing a lot of things behind the scenes too. yeah so i guess for you because i've been talking a lot um what is your measure of success and maybe how is it how has it changed yeah so i guess like uh a little rundown on like my life i guess like (laughs) in my career choices but I went to school for graphic design, so I guess like my measure of success coming out of college was getting a job, a successful job mm-hmm. in that. And I've been working freelance for, for years now, and that's basically just working for myself off of my own clientele. Um, but I would say that I never 
I never feel like I've reached success because I don't think I ever actually did. Um, and that has to do with a lot, like with my own mental as well. But yeah, like applying for jobs, never really thought that like I would get them, but I just apply for them anyways. And most of the time I won't hear back. Um, but yeah, I guess like I always looked at if I get a job in graphic design, I'm successful. Mm-hmm. And that's what I kept working towards. And, and, um, <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I like worked at the print shop and that felt like I was getting closer. And then I had a lot of clients and I felt like, all right, you know, I think like I'm starting to feel success in this job. But then I realized that I also don't really like doing that job. Mm-hmm. And um, yes, yeah, it's, it's it's hard. I think like for me, I usually I get like that imposter syndrome, but then also that like extreme fear of failure. Mm-hmm. So I decide to like not actually give my all to something and try you know so then like when I do fail it's because I know that like I didn't try Mm -hmm. do you know what I mean yeah it's kind of a defense mechanism and that's that's kind of how I I took on everything like even playing basketball and even like with graphic design I'm always I was always like too scared to go all in and then also just like that that uh it's like uh getting torn between like two different things constantly Mm -hmm. so yeah when I was like doing basketball I'm like oh well like you know I can always just fall back on design. And then when I was doing design, I would like maybe try to find something else. You know what yeah. I mean? Or like, oh, I think like this is better for me. So like it's more of a defense mechanism. So I guess to answer your question in regards to like where I see success, I just never, I saw it and I never like thought that I could reach it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And Do I you guess still, I guess, well, two questions are kind of different, but uh, did you ever feel successful in kind of like your basketball career? And, like, I guess because I would imagine, I know that you played in Serbia, you played um, college ball, and I imagine that there was a point in time where, you know, if I could play for a team, like, that would be, like, that would be success, you know? Yeah. And then once you get there, like, was it, was it different? Was it, I guess because maybe it's different than what you imagined. I think, yeah, it's, it's very different from what I imagined. Um, and I guess what I, what I think I could have achieved. Mm-hmm. And so, like, yeah, when I was really pursuing basketball in Serbia... The other thing was that I am considered a citizen, like I'm, I'm a citizen there, so I was considered a local. And then each team can have like one or two foreigners, and then those foreigners basically get like paid pretty well and like get taken care of. Whereas like if you're actually from <laughs> Serbia, like they don't really care. Yeah. You know what I mean? So and then, so even though like I'm coming from Canada and I'm like the Canadian, and then I'm still treated technically as like a local. So my contract and I put that in parentheses not really a contract it was more of like just for me to test out the waters first um was like just to see if I liked the team or not so I got accepted to a team but it just didn't feel that great because it wasn't like an amazing team it was like a lot of young kids as well and um I think a lot of them were younger than me and I was just like thrown in bunk beds with them and just like not really getting any money like maybe like free pizza and stuff like that so it's like I didn't feel success because it just felt like I wish I had to gauge it off of like other people and how they felt about it and I feel like the other teammates also just like yeah we're just playing basketball like none of them even looked at it as like successful that they're like basketball players you know what I mean so yeah I I kind of the thing too is that like kind of what I was talking about earlier where 
you make this idea of what success is going to feel like, what it's going to yeah. be like, you know? Like, you're like, oh, like, if I can go play for a team, then I'm going to be, you know, taken care of. And maybe it would have been different if you were treated like a Canadian yeah, citizen like, instead of a Serbian citizen. If I made citizen. money and if yeah. it was like, But that's the yeah. thing, like, maybe not even, you know? Like, people, like, you think, like, okay, if I make it to the NBA, if I get drafted, like, then that's going to be when I'm successful. But then you get there and you're still like, well, I'm still not happy. Like, I still, mm-hmm. you know, like, there's still so much that you want to do or, like, I feel like that's the thing about success is that you think that once you're going to feel a certain way. And everyone's contract is different. And then yeah. you look at like, why is this guy getting paid so much? And yeah. I'm so-and-so or whatever, right? So yeah. it's like... Well, there's always something. There's always like something. And I think like that has a lot to do as well as like looking at other people. And like mm-hmm. I said before, like I would base my success when I'm in a situation based on other people around me, mm-hmm. right? So if I was in the, if we're talking about the basketball team, like if I was in the same position with all those people on the basketball team, I would try and see how they feel about it. Do you know what I mean? Interesting. If they felt like this is it, this is my dream and I made it, and they're content being in, in that basketball team, then I maybe might be, I don't know, I think I was just weaker back then too, but I just <laughs> might be like manipulated to believe the same thing. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? If everyone's like, yo, this is... The craziest thing, I can't believe we made it here. Yeah. And I'd be like, holy fuck, yeah, I can't believe we're here. Like, yeah, sure, we're sharing a bunk bed, but let's go. <laughs> yeah, I love this bunk bed <laughs> dreams. Yeah. yeah, but you know what I mean? Like, so I always, like, I guess, and, that, and that's the problem with, like, you know, with how a lot of people say, like, with social media, how it does affect your mental. Yeah. Is because when you look at it, you're like, well, this person's, you know, driving this car. This person is basically doing the same thing as me, but for some reason, they're making more money and doing more things and it's like why aren't i there and how can i get there do you know what i mean so i guess your level of success is constantly changing or like what you view as success so um, i feel like also then how does how does our idea of success and allowing it to change as you grow um how do you balance that with like staying humble because i feel like you know like okay so say for your case where it's like okay like if i sign a contract that's super great and i get like a really nice car and i'm driving a really nice car then like that's my level or that's like what i would consider to be successful but then like is there a point where it's like it's just not enough for you you know like you just constantly want more and i feel like for my own experience like it's constantly checking in with myself and being like okay but you know that like you're living really well right now and this Mm -hmm. is something you could only have dreamed about and so like it's constantly having to like ground yourself yeah and like check in with yourself so i guess like blessings yeah i think the main takeaway for me was just because it was never something that gave me the financial stability and freedom Mm -hmm. that i felt like i wanted and needed um so that's where that's where i guess like no one on the team felt successful and neither did i because it's like we're playing basketball, but at the same time, what are we doing? Yeah. Because like we're not really making money. We're just we're getting enough to like make it through. Yeah. But not if we wanted more in life. Do you know what I mean? And I think that's where the position that we're in now, I would feel I personally feel like we're we're pretty successful. Because yeah. like we're able to So for to, you money is success. I would say freedom is success. And money buys freedom. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Is <laughs> money like, can't buy me happiness, yeah. but I'm the happiest when I can buy what I want. <laughs> yeah, that's a song. But <laughs> that is a song. <laughs> yeah, I feel, I feel like one of the biggest myths about happiness or about uh, success is that it will bring you happiness. And that's what I had to learn really early on mm-hmm. um, in this career, just, you know, and in anything in life. Yeah. Is that like, like happiness is not guaranteed by by anything 
You know, it used to be if I get a boyfriend, then I'll be happy. If I make enough money, I'll be happy. If I'm successful, whatever that means, I'll be happy. But none of those things are guaranteed. And what I think we've come to learn is that freedom, time, money so that you can buy you things to live comfortably, mm-hmm. <laughs> not being in debt, things like that, that those things lend itself more to you being happier. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I would say so. Because, like, yeah, like, the, I mean, having having blue in our life is just, like, such a feeling of, like, extreme joy and happiness. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And, like, but being able to, and that's the thing, you will constantly change, too, as he gets older, where it's, like, we might feel like we need more money. We need, like, yeah. to work harder and just be better. I'm still there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know what I mean? But, like, to be able to, like, really afford the best life for him because, yeah, ultimately what now in my life what brings me joy is to see him happy yeah. you know what i mean so it's like what can we do to like make all of our lives better and especially his yeah i so. think that's the thing is that i i think for this person that asks us this question i think the assumption even in the question is that we are successful i think to a lot of people we seem very successful mm-hmm. and i would say that that's like yes and no because it's it really does go back to how you're measuring it and if success is finding a life partner then i would consider myself to be successful if success is being financially independent then i would consider myself to be successful but if we talk about owning property we don't own yeah exactly but then when 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 you look at all the things we want to do with our life like i want to retire early i want to buy properties i want to buy investment properties like you know like i think that i've kind of let go of the idea of Like, at one point in my life, I will consider myself to be successful because there are so many blessings, you know, like, in our life. And even before I met you, even before I had Blue, like, even before I had this career, like, I was in college. You know, I was the first person in my family to go to college. And, like, that made me a very successful person. So I feel like part of imposter syndrome is, like, not being able to celebrate your successes Mm -hmm. and not being able to see your successes and experience self-doubt even when you're very clearly successful. So I think it's a lot of it is tied to perfectionism and the idea that we're always so hard on ourselves. And everyone that I know, I feel like our generation gets a lot of slack, but everybody that I know is so hard on themselves and like so unable to see like how amazing and spectacular they are. You feel like that's but like human nature? Yeah, I think, I think a lot of people... I think a lot of people struggle with perfectionism, you know, like I think we just want even the people that you think is perfect. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I feel like it's maybe even it's probably especially the people that you think like have it all together. Like it's immense pressure to put on yourself. And I don't remember what I was talking about before and where this was going. (laughs) But I think that the idea changes. Oh, yeah. But like, yeah, how it, it literally always changes. And it just depends on how you define it. So I think that it's important to kind of let go of that idea that one day I'll be successful and really relish in the idea that you already are. You know, for a lot of people, just surviving the day is a huge success. And I think Mm -hmm. that that's something that's important to celebrate. And at the end of the day, like our whole life is just a compilation of like days, days on days on days. So if you can survive a day and push through, then like you're successful. I don't know. I think that like, yeah, I think that Success is a myth. It is. I think that thinking that one day if I have what that person has, you know, then I'll be successful. That just causes a lifetime of comparing yourself to other people. And it's like a lot of times 
like for me before I even started doing social media or like having it as a career you know like I never cared about numbers I didn't care about followers like when everybody had an Instagram in high school I was the last person to have it and so like that only became a measure of success when I decided to focus on it you know so like your measure of success will shift throughout your lifetime and I think that part of that is also understanding that it's okay to let the importance or value of things change with time as well mm-hmm. because like sometimes when I get so wrapped up in like social media and like numbers and all this stuff then I'm just like I have to ground myself and realize that this is like only a big deal to you because this is your job you know for a lot of people social media is not that important at all it doesn't have a place in a lot of people's lives and so it, it doesn't really mean anything about you as a person, mm-hmm. you know, and it's not a great measure of success as a person. So I feel like that's the thing too, is that because my measure of success is always changing, then like sometimes it feels like an addiction where you're always chasing like that next best thing, you know, because like when that Sephora thing happened, I like felt like such a high and I'm like, yes. like And then all of a sudden you need something else to compare to that. Like, it's like, how do I achieve that again? Yeah, exactly. It's like, if I do another Sephora campaign now, it's like, I mean, yeah, that's sick. But like, what's next? I need a billboard, you know, like, so that's the definition of like uh, addiction. Yeah. Where it's like You're why people get high. addicted to, to like bigger drugs is because when they don't receive the same high, they constantly need to like go for the Yeah. So I think that's, yeah, I think that's why like it's hard for me to say and like it's so idealistic to say to like let go of trying to chase that idea of success and understand that you're already successful. Like it's so much easier said than done because I still feel that way where I'll book campaigns and it's like pays really well with a great brand, something I could only have dreamed of when I was younger. And yet I still feel like, okay, and, Mm -hmm. you know, so, but I feel like a big part of why I don't always feel successful, like in my day to day. And I forget like all the things that I've accomplished. A lot of it does have to do with imposter syndrome. And I did talk about this in my recent Instagram post. And I feel like especially being, like an Asian woman trying to be a boss out here. Like it's weird, it's hard. And I feel like this also goes back to like what that podcast episode we were talking about where like I'm the breadwinner and that's Mm -hmm. not something I ever expected that I ever saw like an example of. I feel like- And the old me would also feel like that I'm unsuccessful because I'm just leeching off. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, But but now I just, I've, I've, I've come to the realization My success that, is your success. Well, yeah, I've come to the realization me. that, like, I I help, I do help you with a lot of yeah, stuff. So 100%. it's like, I can't just get that imposter syndrome where I'm like, I'm only here because I'm dating you. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it's like, it's more than that. It's literally the whole combination of what we do together. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? There's so, there's so much to it that I don't stop enough to, like, think about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? But that's the thing is that I feel like we're so go, go, go all the time, especially mm-hmm. now with Blue that it's hard to sit back and really think about, like, I made it this far, you know? And I feel like, yeah, for me, like, I feel like imposter syndrome, I've always, always, always felt, and I never really knew the word for it, because from time, like, I would always downplay everything that I did, and I'd just be like, oh, yeah, like, that, yeah, I mean, I, I, I blew up on YouTube, but, like, that's just because, like, I don't know, like, the video just somehow got picked up, like, I don't know, like, and it's just luck, you know? I feel like, for me, like, there's a lot of different facets of, like, what imposter like syndrome looks like. Too. Yeah, like, I feel like it just ends up being, like, oh, well, it's just luck. Or, like, oh, it's not that hard. Like, anybody could do it, really. Like, and it just downplays, like, the work that you actually did to, like, get to this place. Mm-hmm. But 
I feel like I'm trying to be better about seeing imposter syndrome when it's happening and also realizing like something that's really helped me is realizing that like nobody knows what it is that they're doing you know like all of a sudden I'm 25 years old and I don't know how that happened because just like just yesterday I'm like what the heck like I'm now an adult and I'm like moving out the house like I have to find my way in this world and that still very much still feels like me even though seven years have gone by and I now have a child like you never lose that feeling, I don't think, of, like, I don't know what I'm doing, and I don't think anybody really does. Yeah. You know, like, at this point, like, I have employees, you know, like, people that I tell what to do, people that I pay money to do things, and, like, I never could have imagined that that would be my life, and and it just happened, and I don't, yeah, I, I don't know how that happened <laughs> at all, but have you had experiences with imposter syndrome? I've definitely had my feelings of, like, imposter syndrome, Whereas, like, even working with clients, the most, especially when I get, like, compliments Mm -hmm. from, like, the client where they're, like, yo, I wanted to go with you because, like, I heard good things from, like, so-and-so and and they said you're, like, an amazing designer. And, like, yeah, I just want, like, you know, I want you to put your spin on it, your touch on it, like, because I just really, like, respect what you, like, I know that you know it looks good. And then, like, in my head right away, I'm just, like, oh, fuck, like, I can't do, I don't think I can do this. Can I do this? And I'm, like, I'm not, no. I'm not going to give them I'm not going to give them what they want. And then usually when I like really start feeling that way and getting in my head like it's that self-fulfilling prophecy where yeah. where I actually end up giving them something that I also know I don't like and like you know what I mean? And then sometimes too like they're just so in this phase of like yo he's dope that they're like yeah I like it and I'm like I fucking hate this design. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But it's like you know you just get in your head too and you get that imposter syndrome but yeah, I mean, there's days where I don't feel that and I feel like so confident in my designs and, you know, like I'm just killing it. But then there's days where it just hits you so differently and you have that like imposter syndrome where yeah. you're like, I don't uh, like I don't deserve this. I don't know how to do this. Yeah. You know what and I mean? I feel Even like, though you do. Yeah, I feel like a lot of that comes from like the idea that other people know something that I don't know. Like other people are real designers, but I'm not a real designer, mm-hmm. you know, like, oh, like. They're probably going to find out soon. They're like, I don't know what I'm doing. And I feel like that's such a... Like, I think we both experienced that with imposter syndrome. Like, I definitely feel like, ooh, like, that person's, like, a real-ass YouTuber. Like, they, like, really know, like, how to work their camera and, like, how to edit. And, like, what am I doing? Like, who am I? But it's funny because it's it's possible that they also maybe might not do what I mean. Yeah, but that's the thing is that you're just constantly comparing yourself to other people. And I wonder if... Like we lived in, if we lived in a culture and in a society where it was just so much more transparent, where successful people talked about like how they got there and the struggles that they went through, if it would make people feel less of an imposter syndrome, Mm. you know, or less of an imposter. Because I feel like I started to feel less of an imposter once I got, well, it's interesting because I had to get to a level of success in order to talk to other people that I deemed successful. And then once I talked to them, then I realized like, oh my God, we all experience the same things. You know, like you struggle with the same issues that I struggle with. And like, but I thought that you were super successful and you never had to deal with any of this stuff. Yeah. You know, so I feel like that's why I really love doing this podcast and just being able to share our life and try to be as transparent as possible because I don't ever want people to look at our life and be like, it's so impossible to get there, you know, because like, I feel like we kind of talk about all the different steps it took for us, at least in our relationship, for example, of like how to get 
to a relationship where we feel very comfortable with each other, you know, and it takes a lot of work. Mm-hmm. And I think that with career, people don't talk about it as much. With money, people definitely don't talk about it enough. And I think that's why we tend to feel like, oh, they're doing it right. I'm kind of, I'm doing it and it's working, but I don't think I'm doing it right. You know what I think is the main thing about that is what we see from other people and also what like a lot of our listeners and viewers see from us is the finished product and not what it takes to get there yeah do you know what i mean so like yeah because like for instance someone might be like oh my god like their videos or whatever is so seamless and it seems like you know like they barely have to edit anything and maybe let's say that person's like filming a youtube video at home and they're like oh my god like this is trash like i have to cut out so much stuff and like it doesn't look good but what people don't understand or like don't see right from the get-go is that there's also so much garbage that we have to like yeah. take out. You know what I mean? There's so many parts where we're like, oh, like, why did I, like, why did I say that? Or do like, can I delete yeah. that? You know what I mean? So it's like, there's still so many edits that go into what we do, but it's like, obviously we're going to show you the finished product. Do you yeah. know what I mean? And then when you see other people, you see the finished product. When you look at like other people's designs, it's the whole finished project, right? Yeah. But you have no idea like all the things that go behind it. to make it there where you know for a designer you see something that's so sick and you're like wow like i can't believe they did that but like you don't see the hours you don't see how long yeah you don't see how long they took to get there drafts that they did exactly (laughs) and that's why we doubt ourselves and that's why i doubt myself with design is because like i've seen how many garbage designs i have to look at and literally i'm making it myself so i'm looking at like all the different phases it goes through and then I'm like, oh, this sucks. Or like, am I making it better? Am I making it better? And I think, oh, this looks good. And then you show someone the finished product, they're like, that looks sick. Right? But that's the thing because like I've my eyes are already glued to like everything about it that is yeah. hard to like see it as, wow, that's so amazing. Yeah. I feel like it's like it it takes a combination of realizing that nobody really knows what they're doing, but also being able to recognize the things that you're doing that are great, you know? Like because even though you know, like, you might not see somebody's, like, progress, you know, to get to that finished product. Also acknowledging, like, even though, you know, like, it took a lot for them to get there, also acknowledging that it took a lot for them to get there, you know? Like, that's hard work and perseverance. Like, I think that's the difference. Like, people ask me, like, how do you become successful on YouTube? Anybody has what it takes, you know? Like, there's, there are people out there with so many followers that have, like, videos that are not even edited they're just fucking streams of thought but people are so captivated by it and that's their style but the thing is the difference between that person and somebody that is could make the same exact type of content that isn't successful is most likely because that person pushed through and like kept at it for me like what i've experienced in growing a business and like doing this for however long that i've been doing it like the people that are most successful are the people that believe in themselves and keep going Like, I think keep going is the hardest thing for people to understand because, like, you have to realize that for somebody like me, like, say, if you feel that I am a successful YouTuber, then it's hard to look at my work and be like, oh, well, she probably never went through this where she, like, had to throw away videos because they were so bad or, like, because she hated the way that, like, she edited it or whatever, you know? But, like, I've been there. I've made so many videos like that i've recorded over and over and over again and i'm like i hate it and like like there's a video that i was gonna do you all about sponsorships and you I still never have some it. videos that are up that are like that are just, so long ago like yeah. you literally know that it was made even On an like you didn't yeah but camera. you didn't care like whether yeah. anyone was watching but that's or not. the thing yeah is that and like, you kept doing it yeah and i just kept going you yeah. know and i think that's 
that's the hardest thing is because you like people get so hard on themselves and like i do all the time where i get so hard on myself and i'm like that person probably has never had to deal with this and the fact that i'm struggling so much means that i'm not going to be successful mm -hmm. but you will be successful if you just keep pushing just keep getting back up and like just keep creating content you know if that's something that you want to do i keep referring to this but that's just because that's what i know but like if you want to be a successful youtuber then you just need to keep creating the content because the skills will get there and, and just like, keep doing you keep yeah. being you like that because that's the best yeah it's like what i learned in um creative writing class when i was at ubc um it was probably the most important lessons that i think i learned ever in regards to creativity and what we're talking about right now um it was like the difference between skill and uh, what is it like skill and talent or i've I kind of forget. I hate when I'm trying to like explain something and I'm just butchering it. But basically, it's like that I've like heard that. yeah. But it's basically the idea that talent you know, is not enough. It's not that talent isn't enough, but it's that like you can envision like but like say I want to become a graphic designer and I'm not one. I can envision exactly what it is I want to design, and then I start on Photoshop and I start to do it, and it just looks like absolute trash and it doesn't look like anything that I want that's in my head, but I have such a clear vision for it. So it doesn't mean that you're not creative. It doesn't mean that you're not a talented artist. Mm -hmm. You know, it just means that you don't have the skills. And I think that's where people give up is because you don't have the skills yet, but the skills are easy to learn. You know, like if you have the vision in your head, like that's usually the hard part. You just have to have the skills to actually put pen to paper or like be able to render it or whatever it is. So yeah, I think that was the most frustrating part when, when I started editing your videos mm -hmm. was like how I have the vision of how I want it to look, and yet I haven't fully, like, figured out how to, figured do, out it. How yeah. to do it, you know what I mean? So then it gets real frustrating, and yeah. then you feel like it takes so long, which it does, but, like, you know what I mean? And then, but it just gets better in time, yeah. like, the more you practice and you push through that, like, mm -hmm. that, that, like, feeling of failure and that feeling of, like, I don't have what it takes, yeah. you know what I mean? Because you do, you just got to push through it, and, yeah. like, yeah, because all those things are... Just like another muscle you need to exercise, basically. Yeah, and I think learn. what people don't always realize about success is that success requires a lot of failure. You you can't. I think for people that have a fear of failing, that you think that like oh like but I'll just I'll find success and that will be it. And yeah, I know. That's <laughs> yeah, that's you. But like that's the thing is that you have to get comfortable with failing because you're not going to be able to find success without failing a couple yeah, of times. Yeah, I see that now. Yeah, it's hard. I mean, it's hard. Yeah, it's hard for me to like. Because you have a fear of success and, and a fear of failure, <laughs> so you like won't do it. I just want to. You don't want to fail, but then you won't finish it because you don't want to. And then like I'm in a position where I'm just like so content with where I am that like when you want more, it scares me because yeah. I'm like, what's that? What's, yeah, no, what's wrong with always, where we are? Yeah, they are so happy with where we are. Probably even like when we moved into our first bedroom, you know, we were yeah. like moving out. You were like, yeah, success. And then you're like, let's just stay here. And I'm like, nope we're gonna move we're moving into a two-bedroom and i'm like nope we're moving again and all, so, the, all that i felt so scary to me like yeah. moving here felt so scary to me you know <laughs> what i mean but it's like now that i'm in it i'm like ooh, it's not tub. so bad <laughs> yeah, it's not so bad here <laughs> no it, fe it feels really nice like yeah but i mean that's the thing like i i tend to like really stop and count my blessings and like mm -hmm. i feel like maybe i help you in that sense yeah you where i'm do. afraid to like fully like go out there but then i also try to like have you stop and like smell the roses and like always realize like just how beautiful everything is that we have you know what i mean yeah i mean i have an amazing coffee machine 
<laughs> and I can make awesome coffee every morning. Which That's is like all I can ask for. Leon's book. Yeah, so I mean Yeah, I feel like I feel like we have we have a level of success where I'm really happy. But like obviously there's always more. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But so. then that's the thing is that I'm not chasing... At this point now, I think I've recognized that I'm not chasing success. Yeah. I'm just chasing a certain lifestyle or like, mm-hmm. you know, like a legacy. A certain freedom too. Freedom. Freedom yeah. and yeah, the, the legacy of your girl needs. But yeah, I feel like for both of us, the reason why we have imposter syndrome... Well, actually, it's kind of different because this goes to like how the way that we are raised is quite different. So like for me... I feel like I'm a perfectionist because my parents always taught me that like my value was in what I could achieve and in my productivity. And Mm -hmm. so it was always like achieve, achieve, achieve. And like being the first person to go to college in my family, like being, I don't know, like financially independent, like it was always, or like getting straight A's in school. Like it was always a pressure to achieve. And like, that was what my worth was. And so I think that's why, like, I just got addicted to that feeling of success and it's not even really like validation from my parents i don't think but it's just like eventually it was just like a feeling that i could give myself you know because it wasn't that i was really asked looking for them to be like i'm so proud of you it was just for me to be like yes like i got an a on that like okay like let's now like you know like get a medal in like figure skating or like whatever and like it would just feel good for me and then at the end of the day like like, those achievements that someone tells you what they are right i guess so they're like yeah, it's. I guess it is external validation. It's just coming from a lot of different places. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I think that, like, trying to let go of that is really hard. But mm-hmm. we've talked about that earlier. But then for you, I feel like it's a bit different because you were raised being told, like, you're the best. You're the best at everything. And so then that way, like, you just feel like you're naturally talented at mm-hmm. everything. And if you're not naturally talented then that's when it's like, oh, I don't like this. Let's stop now. <laughs> yeah, I would also give myself excuses where, like, when it when it came to, like, certain things where I would just be like, yeah, I'm just good at it and I don't really need to practice. Do you know what I mean? And then if someone practiced so hard and they were better than me, I'd be like, oh, that's because they practice. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, well, that's because I, I didn't. If I did, I'd be better than them. Do you know what I mean? But it's like, that's just, like, the scapegoat. Yeah. Where you're just like, yeah, well, it's because I didn't practice. I'm here, like... And back in those days, too, when I was, like, trying to play ball, like, I don't know if I was just self-sabotaging myself, but, like, at that time, like, I did smoke cigarettes as well and, like, go out for drinks and stuff. So I'd be like, yeah, these people are practicing, but I'm out here, like, I'm smoking cigarettes and I'm still killing it on this court. But if someone was better than me, that's also my excuse. Do you know what I mean? Or it's like, oh, you know, my lungs, man, they hurt. And I had a crazy night last night. It's nice you know to have I mean? a crutch. <laughs> exactly, yeah. right? And so, I mean, I did all that stuff without realizing it. And, like, it's kind of, it's kind of, like, cringe, like, to, to look at it now and to think, like, where I honestly could have been if I did just not have that fear and just went in, yeah. like, went all in, like, practiced everything. Um, but, you know, you can't regret, you can't regret anything. So, I am who I am because of what I did and who I was, so. <laughs> the successes and failures. Yeah, I mean, all of that makes me who I am today and, like, if I think about the greater scheme of it all, like I'm a happy person and I'm happy where I'm at. So I can't regret anything, but like, yeah. I guess part of it is also like when you are a perfectionist or um, I guess specifically for you when you were raised being told like, you're amazing at everything. Like how did you take constructive criticism? How do you take, I don't even, 
really know. I How feel do I take get, it? I get hella down on myself. Get, yeah, you get really upset. Because I'm trying to think about now. I don't like, get upset. No, because I'm trying to think about like when you've edited like that be- the beginning of when you were yeah, like yeah. editing my videos and like when I would tell you like, oh, like maybe let's do this instead or like whatever. Yeah, you would get quite down on yourself. I'd be like, I ain't shit. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck this. I ain't, I ain't shit. I shouldn't do this. <laughs> yeah, don't give up. That's the yeah, thing. that's the I thing. I would be so like, easy. I'd be like, okay, notes, notes, notes. Do this differently. Change this. Do this different. And then Dan would be like, oh, I'm so bad at this. And I'm like, what? No, it's great. It's great. It's just... <laughs> Yeah, I guess so down on myself. And that really, like, for basketball, didn't work. Because when you're down on yourself, like, how are you supposed to do anything? Yeah, you know oh, I, mean? I see it, actually. Yeah, no, I, I see it. Because when I watch you play basketball, like, you will be doing great. And then you, like, maybe miss or, like, something. I don't know. Like, you just do something to fuck up. And then I can literally see you. And I don't know anything about basketball. But I can literally see you, like, getting so hard on yourself and just giving up. Like, I can literally watch the energy drain from your body <laughs> and you just giving up while you're still on the court and like i'm like everybody's over there playing and like you're still on this end meandering over to everyone else like why are you giving up like yeah push I don't through. Know. i'm an emotional guy too i do remember this one cringe moment where like yeah i guess like i did something weird at practice and this is what I played when i was playing college ball i did something like stupid at practice where like the coach like didn't play me at the next game and I was sitting on the bench the whole time and then like we were down by so much but I'm sitting there like thinking like if he puts me in like I'm a fucking score and we're gonna get like closer do you know what I mean but like he didn't put me in until like we were already down by like 30 yeah. and there's like no way we're gonna win and then he's like day I'm going and then I was just like so strangely offended by that like where it's like you're gonna throw me in when we're already just losing by 30 and i was just like no making up narratives in your own head yeah and i just yeah. like said no and i sat there and i got <gasps> no. so fucking emotional yeah he was so confused and i was just like trying not to trying not to tear up i was just like so upset yeah and i didn't know why this but is like just, so unrelated to success but like i feel like don't make up narratives about other what other people <laughs> think i do it all the time but don't make up narratives about what yeah, other people are thinking about saying about like, yeah, like, This ain't shit. Like, I ain't shit. Yeah. What's the point? He's only throwing me in the, in the last seconds for what? Just to give me a chance to play or something? I just, like, made up all these things in my head. And I was yeah. like, fuck this shit. And I, like, didn't want to go in. Um, but, yeah, I think it has nothing to do with success. <laughs> yeah. but <laughs> I don't know how we got here. forgot. But, but <laughs> insightful lessons. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just like, yeah. Just, I guess, what how we view how we used to view things and how we kind of view things now but at the end of the day i think we're pretty successful now and i'm in a happy place and it's really nice that we're able to like have this life that we have and like be able to stay home with our baby and like you know have enough money for you know him to live a happy life as well so i would definitely say that by nina of a younger age standards like I would consider myself to be successful, but... But Nina of a right now? Be, but Nina of right now, but that that's what I've been saying this whole podcast episode is that, like, I think that anybody would be considered successful, you know? Based on the things that you already have. And I feel like that also is something that I learned in being with you, where you're able to really relish in the moment that you're in. And I feel like that's to a fault sometimes because the part of me that wants like push, go, 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 and like achieve, achieve, achieve is like, why is Dan so chill all the time? But then it has also taught me that like, you already have so much, you know? And like, 
you need to be able to step back and appreciate the things that you've done and pat yourself on the back and realize how much it is that you've done already. Yeah. So like I would consider myself to be successful, but I think that there are a lot of other things I still want to achieve. And that doesn't mean that just because I want to achieve other things doesn't mean that I'm not successful. So like I've kind of let go of that idea idea and like of chasing this arbitrary idea of success. Yeah. Because yeah, it's for me now it's just like I have different goals. And like it's not that once I hit this goal I'll be successful. It's just that I already am. So instead of asking you, do you feel you're successful, I should just ask, are you happy? Yeah, I guess so. But I guess also to go back to the original question that this person asked us, when did I feel this way? I think that I began to understand that I was successful once I had this understanding that I mm. currently have right now. Because if you'd asked me, you know, when I like booked my first campaign, when I reached 100,000 subscribers, like... I wouldn't have told you at that point that I was successful because I didn't have you were that still mindset. Chasing it too. Yeah, because I didn't have that mindset about it. Mm-hmm. You know, so it really is like a lot of things are kind of mindset shifts. Like I think that I became a much happier, more successful feeling person when I had like these mindset shifts, and a lot of that is because of you. Oh. Yeah. Well, you're welcome. <laughs> Thanks. <me. laughs> so it's probably a good place to stop. <laughs> But uh, you can follow us at Neens and Deans. I'm your girl, Neens. And I'm Day On's Day Off. And we'll see you guys next week. See ya. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.